Yo, 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 yes, yes, the Casanovians. How are you, bro? How are you? Uh, I'm in Bucharest right now. I was not planning to make a podcast, but I've had quite a busy evening. I've been creating videos, um, writing up my newsletter, by the way, if you're not signed up to the Casanova Club, click the first link down below. Uh, it's a weekly email list, basically email marketing. I send you free shit and then from time to time, I plug my product. So uh, if you're not allergic to capitalism and you like free shit and you don't mind getting sold to from time to time by a guy who's actually got fucking value to give you, then sign up to it. It's free. You get exclusive content. What's not to like? Hip, hip, hooray. Um, but yeah, there's not a particular agenda for this podcast, but I've had some some thoughts which have been bouncing around my head. Um, just been speaking with a few clients, a few friends this evening. People have been asking me for advice, as people do. And I, I often find myself getting deeply engrossed in topics. So the topic that I'm going to riff on right now is heartbreak and how every young man needs to have his heart broken. I spoke about this um, in, a, in a video a long, long time ago, but I wanted to, to, to refresh the source, you know, bring some, some new shit in there. And hopefully this can resonate with you, and hopefully this can be a podcast you come back to. Maybe you are currently going through a breakup, or maybe you've been through a breakup, and you're still not really dealing, dealing with it effectively, or maybe you're a young guy listening to this, you've not had your heart broken yet, and you want to get a little heads up on how best to navigate this particular part. So first and foremost, having your heart broken as a young man is a rite of passage. All of the red pill manospheric commentators who tell you to ignore women for years, wait until you're 30 fucking seven, <laughs> until you want to start dipping your toe into the sexual marketplace, are morons. You need to have skin in the game, right? You need to have experience in the sexual marketplace at an early age. So you're better equipped to navigate it, navigate it at a later age, right? Imagine a guy who gets to 35 years old, he's got all the materialistic trophies, he's got the, he's got the car, he's got the body, he's got the penthouse in Malibu, never had his heart broken before. He meets a girl, she absolutely adores him and all of a sudden, bang, bang, bang. Not like that, but probably like that. And then she leaves him for a better model or just a guy who was like fucking more rip-roaringly successful or maybe the guy just got lazy complacent because he didn't realize that relationships are the ultimate self-improvement exercise one thing to get a girl is another thing to keep a girl all right so just because you get into a relationship with a girl the book doesn't stop there all right that's where you start the fucking readings all right and if you get the girl and you neglect yourself right? If you lose yourself in that relationship, you become a stranger to that woman. It's no fucking reason she monkey branches and goes elsewhere because you're not the guy she fell for. But you need that experience. You need to have your heart ripped out into a million pieces to really feel that pain. I remember I was 18, 19 years old when it happened to me for the first time. And I was absolutely distraught. Like This was before I knew any of the stuff that I knew now. Um, I was an absolute fucking moron, to be honest with you boys, uh, at 19 years old. I didn't know um, many things about many things. I knew how to perform magic. I looked absolutely atrocious. I looked like a turnip, even though I was still <laughs> pulling girls who on paper I should never have got with. That was down to my meteoric charisma, which I was uh, acquiring since 13 years old. Social skills, bro, that's where it's fucking at. But yeah, point being, when my heart got ripped out, 
I was just in that hyper-scarcity mindset, right? I put all of my eggs into one basket. I got hyper-invested into this one girl, the first girl that I slept with, the first girl that I exchanged I love yous with. We were spending all of our time together. We were at university, so it's just a massive piss-up in it. You're at uni, you just... I think I probably went to like four lectures in first year. The rest of the time, I was just sleeping with this girl we were just like having days just doing life together do you know what i'm saying and um i don't actually think i've shared this publicly maybe i have i can't remember but um i actually ended up getting arrested that's how that's how hard it hit me um i went out after we broke up so she broke up with me she's like i don't want this anymore it was just all getting a bit too intense. We both kind of came to a conclusion that, listen, we're in first year. I'd already met her parents. We were already talking about getting engaged, getting married, having children, me moving to her city. Like, the parents didn't actually like me. Um, the, the, her parents hated me. <laughs> um, she came from uh, an African family, and they essentially wanted her to have um, an African husband, so <laughs> the dad took one look at me and was like, no, <laughs> um, but anyway, separate story, um, so yeah, she broke up with me, her parents most likely did have influence on that as well, which it is what it is, um, and, and she, like, bro, like, she, she was, she was a beautiful girl, right, like, a beautiful girl inside and out, and I look back at my, because I was 18 when I got with her, and I look back and I'm like, bro, like, how the fuck? Because that's what my friends would say as well. <laughs> like, they'd look at us like in the club together and like every guy would look at her like when she walked. And I, I, I knew nothing about any of this shit, right? Nothing about game, nothing about intersexual dynamics and have a clue about uh, holding a solid frame, uh, being this masculine leader, um, being a man of value, being a man of worth, I knew none of this stuff, I just knew how to talk well with people, that's it, I had social skills, I didn't have seduction skills yet, and we would walk into clubs, and I would always get insecure when guys were looking at her, I remember once, I actually, oh fuck, this is actually embarrassing, I actually, <laughs> I actually pushed this guy over a sofa, don't ask me why there was a fucking sofa in a nightclub, in Liverpool, so I say no more, I actually pushed this guy over a sofa, because he looked at her in like a, you know, like a fucking sexual way. Like, this is just how clueless I was back there, boys, right? Like, the person that I've... The person you see today, it's not happened by luck, it's happened by design. Like, I have spent time in the fucking trenches. I used to be a hyper-unfuckable, beta, blue-pilled nonce, right? And that's why when I'm, when I'm an arsehole, like, on camera, when I'm provocative on camera, when I'm calling guys out, when I'm telling them that you're a loser, you're unfuckable, you're a moron, it's up to you to put the reps in to become the most fuckable version of yourself, giving them that tough love, it's the same shit that I've given to myself, right, I'm a massive arsehole to myself, because for me, that's what works, all right, I know it doesn't work for everybody, but I do think we live in this society played by people pleasing pussies and everyone just wants to be wrapped in this cotton wool culture and men are scared to take advice from men, right? It's like you can't say the wrong thing to men these days, otherwise they'll cry, otherwise they'll be like, oh, you can't say that to me, like, I'm a special snowflake, stop being a cunt to me. It's like, 
bro, fucking wake up, all right? Like, the this tepid, lukewarm society of, of quote-unquote men disgusts me. Because I used to be part of that, right? Like, I, I can see my older self. And look, okay, 18, 19, you can kind of forgive it to an extent. But guy I'm working with at the moment is part of my 30-day online uh, mentoring program. Um, I'm going to put the testimonial out um, over the next few days. He's absolutely crushing it, right? He got results on day fucking one. Day one of us working together, the guys in Texas, I'm in Bucharest, we're working together online on day fucking one of the program, he got results, bro, right? And I'm going to be putting the testimonial out on YouTube in a couple of days. Um, and this is just a big two middle finger salute because I had this absolute, <laughs> this absolute fucking nonce pop up in the comments. He's a recurring nonce, one of those like little fucking trolls who's just always piping up just a pure source of negativity, which, look, I've come to expect this from the fucking day game comments. It is what it is, but it's just this guy, every single comment is something negative. And I posted, um, I posted a texting example, no, a texting, um, screenshot of my guy from Texas. Um, he bagged himself a date with this girl who he ended up sleeping with. Uh, I posted the, the texts on the community post on YouTube just to, to shout him out, be like, yes, boys, look at this. My guy in Texas making things happen. Um, and this nonsense just pipes up being like, oh, that means nothing. It's probably just a gay best friend date. And it's like these day game denialists, they will do whatever they can to convince themselves that there are no, no women out there would ever sleep with guys. That's basically what they're trying to convince themselves. Like, bro, when you say day game doesn't work, you basically mean day game has never yielded positive results for you. That's what you're saying. What you're saying is at the moment, you are so unfuckable, you can never imagine a woman wanting to sleep with you. That's what you're saying. It's not day game doesn't work. It's you don't work. And that's what guys can't handle. It's denialism. All right. It's it's realizing that you have got everything within you right now. This is not blind optimism. This is practical as shit. My, my guy out in Texas, you'll see him on the testimonial, jacked as shit right now. He used to be morbidly overweight. He showed me his before and after photos. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. That is what becoming the most fuckable version of yourself looks like. It's not about complaining about the cards you've been dealt. It's playing your hands the best of your ability and having a rip-roaring good time playing the fucking game. I've, I've, I've passed the point now of, of placating people's pessimism, right? If you're not prepared to put the fucking reps in, if all you want to do is complain and sleepwalk through life when your best years are behind you, then good fucking luck to you. But don't complain when all is said and done and you've got your final breaths on this earth. Don't complain that it was anyone else's fault, right? Do not die with your music still inside of you. Look, some people listen to this advice and it's just entertainment for them. But hopefully the radically am- ambitious men amongst us know that the shit that I'm saying to you is designed to help you, designed to inspire and motivate you, okay? A personal trainer can't lift the weight for you, right? You need to be the one to be disciplined, to be dedicated, to be determined to, to, to get in the rip-roaring results. Anyway, <laughs> we were talking about heartbreak, weren't we? Um, but yeah, every young man does need to have his heart broken. And I learned that at a very young age. And I think if you are listening to this podcast, then maybe you've had your heart broken. Maybe you're going through a breakup right now. 
My best advice to you, if you are currently going through a breakup, first of all, you definitely need to go through that period of no contact. I would say give yourself 90 days, right? Because the brain interprets you breaking up with a person as that person dying, right? That's how the brain interprets it. So if you break up with someone who you've been spending a lot of time with and you cut that cord you your 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 brain your mind your feelings they crave that person all right it's like it's like the cord has just been ripped and what i've often found all right and it might be different for you um I think breakups are harder for men because the modern day man doesn't have as many options as the modern day woman, all right? If, you're, if the girl you broke up with is smokingly hot, she has already got a flurry of options that she can just bounce on. Yes, that imagery was intended. Um, so breakups are definitely a lot more difficult for men if you haven't been putting the reps in, if you got lethargic in that relationship and you put on like 20 pounds, you no longer pursued the passions you were passionate about, you let your business slide, you let your masculine support network slip. You are not the same man who you were when you entered that relationship, then it's going to take a little time for you to get back on your feet. But having that masculine support network in place is essential. All right. Like I've been speaking to one of my boys this evening, like he's going through this at the moment. I said to him, listen, whenever you need anything, you get in contact with me. All right. I'm here for you. And and that's what, that's what I want to invite guys into. All right. I'm past the stage now of being like, just pisses me off when it's just like someone will, will come across my, my content watch 20 seconds of video and be like this is a decent pua channel it's like fuck off you cunt this is not a pua channel this is not a day game channel this is a life game channel right this is me doing what i can to help you level up your life holistically uh, and being a mountain for you honestly like being someone in your life who's there who you can trust to actually give a shit right and I don't really think, like, this is, maybe this is a sweeping statement. I apologize if things I've said have just been big generalizations, but whatever. Um, I, th- I do think a lot of men are missing that solid masculine support network. Like, how many people in your life right now, realistically, can you just pick the phone up to um, and talk about deep shit? But I'm asking you honestly, right? Like, how many people in your life right now, how many strong masculine figures do you have in your life who you can pick up the phone to, doesn't matter what time it is, and they'll give you a no bullshit answer right not just going to be there like pacifying you with pleasantries being like yeah it's okay you'll get over it like are they giving you practical advice that you can implement right so when my guy was saying to me like we're just talking shit out over the voice notes and i've been saying to him right you need to get busy you need to go on no contact you need to expect there to be pain periods where you're gonna think of her when you have shit days when you go out there uh and you're doing your hashtag day game sessions or you go on a night out you're not getting the results you're looking for your mind will crave that comfort of connection with the familiar it always happens you have to you have to prepare yourself for the storm because it's coming and it will come a lot all right so when you're going through shit or even before shit has happened you have to be ready for it all right so like you cut the relationship off for whatever reason now you've got time yeah you've got time to actually sit with yourself and ask yourself, okay, where do I go from here, right? Because you've now got freedom. And one of the 
the best exercises you can do is write down a list, pen and paper, and actually do this. I know people always roll their eyes at writing down lists because they can't be asked fucking doing it. Write on your fucking notes if it's easier for you, but write down all of the benefits you now have from no longer being in a relationship because the mind always dwells on the negatives, right? It's like, what have I lost? Ask yourself, what have you gained? right? You've gained freedom. You've regained your personal sovereignty. You can now go out there and express yourself to the world without thinking, oh shit, I've got my girl. I've got that person who is depending on me. You'll have more money, right? You're not splurging money on holidays, on dates every week, on uh, maybe you get like an apartment together. Maybe you want to buy a present because it's her birthday. Maybe you're going to go see her family. You have to get them all gifts and it that shit adds up, especially as a young guy, if you've not built your value up yet, you've not got your money up, that shit can eat away at your finances, which which is why I understand why the red pill commentators say ignore women for years, but you do need to have fun with the feminine early on in your life, you just don't want to get stuck in a long-term, like the worst thing that can happen is if you're 18 years old, you get into a long-term relationship with quote-unquote the one um, and that relationship turns to shit and you're like 29, 30. That's a, that is a dangerous position to be in if you've been in an LTR and you invested everything into yourself because the you don't really know what it's like to be a single man in the world and the dating market that you entered at 18 is not the same dating market that you now return to at 28, 29, 30. And that's a scary place to be. Um, but now you've got more money, all right? You've also got more time. You've got freedom. Now you can go and you can do things, right? Yeah, you might have your nine to five job, but now maybe, now the relationship is over, maybe it's the perfect catalyst to springboard into something new, right? Maybe it's like in Fight Club. It's only after we've lost everything are we free to do anything. Maybe this is the best thing that could have happened to you. Maybe this is exactly what needed to happen. Maybe this is exactly what God had planned for you. Maybe, just maybe, this could be the best day of your fucking life. Maybe you'll look back at this day 10 years from now and think, wow, that was the making of me, right? Young men need to have their heart broken. And if you're going through it right now, keep going through it. Because the only way to get through it is to get through it, right? When you're going through hell, keep fucking going. Winston Churchill, he didn't use the word fucking, but he probably did. Um, But yeah, write down what the benefits are and accept. Have a little cry if you want to, all right? There's nothing... um, there's nothing, what's the word, like emasculating about crying. Like in the, in the tribes back in the day, um, I learned this from James Marshall. I'm probably going to butcher it because I, I remember listening to one of his videos on heartbreak. and He explained how ancient civilizations and tribes found honor in crying in this cathartic release of emotion. It was a, a healthy way to purge. And I do think that is lost in the the manospheric space. It wants men to be this one-dimensional alpha robot, no feelings, never talk about anything. Like 
yeah, you don't want to be the guy who's always fucking wallowing, but this is why you need that healthy masculine support network in place where the guys who you have in your tribe can put you on the straight and narrow, can give you solid, no bullshit advice, can call you out on your bullshit, can take you out of your own head as well. Um, I remember when I was in Brazil, I was spending time with Sam from Fluid Social. and He was telling me how um, he broke up with a girlfriend and he just wanted to just like stay in his apartment in Brazil. And then he met this guy, um, not like that, <laughs> met this guy and everything changed. And that's how he got to Fluid Social. It's <laughs> uh, funny, bro. I cut myself up. Um, and then anyway, this guy turned up at his door like another uh, quote unquote dating coach. And they just started living together. This just sounds like it's going down some fucking weird path. Uh, but no, like they started living together. And um, this other dating coach was a perfect uh, accountability partner that Sam needed because this other guy was going out every night, you know, having fun with a feminine. It made Sam want to go out and get busy. Your, your friends will inspire you. It's not good to spend too much time on your own, right? Have time on your, on your own, 100% to... To, um, to, 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 to breathe, to um, decompress, to really sit with your feelings and ask yourself, okay, where do I go from here? What do I want? Please do avoid the temptation to get back in contact. Um, I realized I didn't actually finish that story about me get, getting arrested. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was out in Liverpool. I got fucking like ridiculously drunk. I started calling my ex-girlfriend's phone. This is what I was saying. Don't get back in contact. This, it kind of worked out nicely with this like uh, string of, of, of narrative. So yeah, no, I was just like calling her phone nonstop. Uh, I was just being like drunk and disorderly in Liverpool. I think I might have been on MDMA as well. Yeah, I think I was actually. Um, just going through the streets, being absolute fucking nonsense. And it got to like, like 4 or 5 a.m. and this police car rocked up next to me because I was walking drunk through the university. And um, they were like, are you Christian? I was like, fuck you. And I started, <laughs> I started running in my intoxicated nonce state. They caught with me after about 14 seconds. Um, slung me in the back of a police car took me to some weird police station in Liverpool. I can't remember where the fuck it was. Like, was it in Speak? Oh, fuck knows where it was. Anyway, I had to spend like the day in the cell. I was like throwing up. I had this like little fucking, you know those mats that you use in PE or gym class if you're from the States? It was like blue mats. I had one of those things I was sleeping. It was fucking horrific. Uh, I had to get like, this, this duty solicitor. Anyway, they didn't press any charges. It was just me being a fucking nonce. But um, yeah, I learned then that <laughs> it's not a good idea to be uh, chasing. You know, the relationship done, get over it, right? Um, but yeah, I, I learned the hard way. I think it was Tate who said, you'll either learn the hard way or the hardest way. Typically, I learned the hardest way. <laughs> It's like the Vegas experience, right? But you need all of this shit. Like adversity is the thing that creates and builds your 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 armor, yeah? Your bulletproof bravado as a man is shaped by putting yourself through struggle, adversity, difficulty, dive bombing into discomfort, doing what scares you, not sleepwalking through life, not being a static spectator, but being an active player, embracing your own mortality. I was truly meditating on this the other night. Um, just truly meditating on it. Like, like you know, like, you, yeah, like, people will always say, yeah, you know, you're going to be dead one day. They say it flippantly. They don't truly understand. And then I heard someone say, 
you're too long dead. And that hit me different. I've heard this phrase before, but for some reason, maybe it was just the frequency of my synapses at the time, but you're too long dead. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, when it's over, it's over. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not believing in reincarnation at this stage in my life, but when it's over, it's over. And that, like, that's different to me than just someone saying you're going to die. You're too long dead. It's like, that's it. Lights out, game over, full stop, period. Bro, there's a one in 400 trillion chance of us being born. And so many of us are just squandering it by crying over a girl who no longer wants us. It's like, so your first world problems, isn't it? <laughs> but I get it. Like, it hits. It hits deep, you know? You've got feelings with somebody. You picture a life with that person. You hypothesize about what could be or what could have been or maybe what still could be. I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it? But, you know, these are just thoughts. I might know nothing. This is just one guy with a camera in an apartment in Bucharest chatting about fucking life. And I've been doing this now for over 100 episodes. And I truly appreciate every single one of you for pressing that play button. I don't even know how many fucking plays are on now. (laughs) Um, I remember making the first one of these podcasts, bro. It's crazy. Like, I've transformed so much. This is me talking, like, just about myself right now. You probably got used to it, but... (laughs) I hope that you find value in the narcissism. <laughs> um, but I remember making that first podcast like in my apartment in Leeds and not really truly knowing where this was going to go, like how this movement was going to spread, how many lives are, I'm going to impact. And even when I do die, I will never know truly the lives that I touched. You know, when you press upload... You don't know who's viewing that video. You don't know what effect, what impact, what difference it's having and what it's making on that person's life. Yeah, people can, and I like it when people do just DM me on Instagram and they're like, listen, bro, um, I just wanted to say thanks for the content or someone just emails me or even someone like just recognizes me in the fucking street. That's one of the best feelings, bro. Someone just come over, fucking front stop me and be like, I watch your stuff, I really like it, and yeah, um, I think if, if I speak candidly, I think, um, I think a part of me has always wanted that sense of, of social validation, you know, to feel as though my existence meant something to somebody, I think that, that's what it is, that's, that's pure transparency from me to you, it's like, I think I've always, I've always sought after that sense of, I want, I want to feel important to people. I want to feel, I want to feel worthy of existing. I want to feel as though the things that I did actually mattered. And the way that I found my source of doing that is through creating online content. Like I always wanted a platform to inspire people and I've found my thing, you know, like I wake up every day, I feel fulfilled as fuck to be me, it's like I wake up, yeah, I'm not always feeling it in the mornings, like, it is what it is, you know, you get hit with like the avalanche of anxiety, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> another day, <laughs> but then you quickly snap out of it, and you're like, fuck bro, I get to be here, I get to do this, I get to create, get my cold shower, have a coffee, boom, go for a walk, and it's all cool, um, and 
yeah, just being like, okay, what do I want to create today? It's a beautiful feeling. And like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to swap places with anybody else in the world. I think that is the truest, the truest sense of self-adoration is where you can say to yourself honestly, truly, deeply, I wouldn't want to swap places with, with anybody else. Even if your life sucks right now, it's your life. And it's your life that sucks. And that's your life's mission. You know, your life is your life's mission. And, you know, there's always, there's always a fucking way up. Do you know what I mean? It's like fucking use me as a case study for fuck's sake. If nothing else, you don't get anything else from these, from these fucking podcasts, uh, newsletters, videos. You don't get anything else. Just use the content as a catalog to demonstrate how one man has not just changed his life, but is changing his life documenting the becoming as much as the being and hoping that that has a meteoric impact on your own personal renaissance. And I hope you go out there and you live a life beyond the beige. I hope you do everything that you want to do. I hope you have incredible, mind-blowing experiences with the most outrageously beautiful people. I hope you have a a uh, gorgeous family. I hope you get married to the woman of your dreams. I hope you invite me to your fucking wedding. <laughs> I hope you do all those things and more. And I don't know. Yeah, it just feels. It just feels nice, you know. It feels nice to. I think it feels nice for me to know that the place that I am in right now is the closest I've got to pure joy, you know? And that 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 that's rare, you know, like I've You know, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can go, you can, you can, you can submerge yourself in a lot of dark places in life, you know, you can, you, you can be in situations where you don't have a great amount of optimism, where you don't have a crazy amount of hope and you do start to catastrophize and you do start to think like, what's the point? And I get that, but you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the people that you love and you owe it to the fucking universe because there's one in 400 trillion chance and this is a blessing right here that we get to create and talk and communicate, right? Like this is a blessing right here. And look, if, if you are in a dark place, if you do feel as though no one's switching the lights on. If you feel as though, fuck, I'm just getting beaten down hard and I don't really see a way out. My life sucks. My relationship status sucks. I don't feel as though uh, I'm ever going to be fuckable. Like, just take that shit one step at a time. Write down pen and paper like what your ideal reality looks like. Decide what it is that you're actually working with. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Learn a variety of different high leverage skills. Gain the best shape of your life. 10, 100x 
your social skills, get a good group of mates around you, cut alcohol out your life for a little while, go for a fucking walk in nature, be a connoisseur of content, stop be consuming non-stop and not actually doing anything, you know, don't allow admiration to become imitation, take take in information and then match it with implementation, make sure your actions match your ambitions, don't say that you want things and then do fuck all to get them, and just fucking be happy, <laughs> nah, you know what I'm saying, be fucking fulfilled as fuck to be you, innit, anyway, stay sexy, love ya, mwah.